Hello, and welcome to Cultural Conversations with the International Hub. We are committed to helping you navigate global business. Throughout this series, we will have conversations with global business professionals and experts. This is Sarah Capisi. I'm here with Viesna Nyang. Viesna, could you tell us a little about yourself? So, um, I'm born and raised in the Cambodia, Phnom Penh, and um, I uh, study as high school in Phnom Penh, and I got the scholarship to study at uh, BYU Hawaii uh, uh, 10 years ago. I graduated from uh, BYU Hawaii in the International Business Management uh, in 2005, and then I, I returned home and uh, I got a job as a finance assistant at the um, service center uh, as a, at a church employment. And then I moved to uh, um, as a finance, as a, a finance in a logistic company, uh, merged uh, shipping companies. And then the, from there, I got promoted until uh, I became, became a CFO for the logistic company in the Cambodia, Vietnam, and Myanmar, and Laos. And then the, recently, uh, three or four months ago, I decided to quit my jobs and move to a slower, a, a slower uh, uh, industry, which is education. Uh, I so I have time with my family and I have time with calling. So um, I am now uh, working as a director as of um, as a school uh, international uh, school in Phnom Penh and half part time and part time become I'm, I am a um, director for um, non-profit organizations uh, where um, we helping people uh, to get the jobs helping the church members to get the jobs and provide grants and loans to get start businesses so uh, currently that's my jobs and uh, that was my background and uh, that's that's all <laughs> wow that's that's amazing thank you um, so what specific countries and cultures have you worked with throughout your career? A lot. I, uh, I think uh, where I feel a lot of uh, different cultures when I was in college in BYU Hawaii when I met a lot of people from around the world. And then during my, my previous uh, previous employment, uh, at least in employment, I was a, a, a um, CFO for the four countries, uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, and and Myanmar and Laos. So I, I got to travel to those countries and very often so, uh, a monthly traveling for each country. So I am seeing a lot of different things from uh, my hometowns. I'm seeing a lot of different things from uh, where I feel it's 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 normal, but over abnormal, but there is normal. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so the the most the most uh, the memorable uh, experience that I had is in BYU Hawaii for uh, in terms of the uh, cultural differences. Where I see uh, hundreds of people from around the world uh, meet met met together, and and I'm able to interact with those people and and learn different things, and I feel a lot of culture shock then. Um, do you have any specific experiences of a time when you uh, had culture shock? Yeah, I, I I have a lot of experience, but I just want uh, one of the um, experience that it's really, really uh, 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 struck me. It's really I just cannot forget it when uh, 
uh, I, I first got there, and um, in, in Cambodian cultures, uh, people don't get close together, especially boys and, and girls, so um, they can't even touch hands. I uh, when I have a girlfriend uh, before I went to BYU Hawaii and uh, I, I barely touch her hands and it's not it's it's very uh, very un, very very common that uh, we should not uh, touch girls' hands or any part of the body before we even uh, get married. But, but uh, the first time the first week I was there and uh, I saw yeah, people are friendly and. And uh, my friends, uh, Americans friends, American friends, female friends, came to me and hugged me, and I was a little bit hesitated to kind of hug because this is not what I, what we did here, and I was so um, embarrassed. And I, I, but I trying to, I was trying to tell myself that that this is uh, how uh, they express love, how they express friendships, but we did not do that at home at all, and and. It, it, it just I, I just feel very very uncomfortable uh, hacking people uh, especially those uh, they're not really really good friends and not really really close friends and uh, after three or four years I learned that and I feel it's okay now that's very interesting I'm actually from Hawaii so it must have been a big shock to hug and kiss everybody <laughs> so in Cambodia how do you greet business partners? We uh, we just shake hands and uh, for guys and for girls we just um, we just kind of uh, do uh, a little bit bow with your hands uh, with your palms together in front of you and uh, we barely touch each other. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, did you ever experience reverse culture shock? So going from Hawaii back to Cambodia. Yeah, one of the thing that I. I can remember is that um, when I returned home and uh, back then uh, people are still poor, people are still uh, fight for survivals, they are still uh, trying to find something to eat. So um, I saw people are fighting each other just because of food. And where in, in Hawaii when I was there, they kind of, um, they don't care about food. They, they know what, what to eat. And they just uh, think of uh, what they're going to eat uh, tomorrow. But here, when I was back then, they were thinking, are they are they going to have something to eat or not tomorrow? So they were fighting. There was people are uh, trying to uh, 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 even kill each other just to get food or to get money. And uh, it's just one of those experiences I was so uh, embarrassed, so sad about my country. And that then that I decided that I wouldn't go anywhere. I would have to stay in my country and make sure that I I um, uh, help this country. And it's one of the reasons why I decided to quit my job to work as a non-profit organization to help these people. And there's still a lot of people here are fighting for food. And something that, uh, something that many people, many foreigners came here and see, uh, they were shocked to see that uh, even they fight for rice. Yeah, you realized something different about your country once you came back or got a new perspective. Um, moving towards project management, can you tell us about your experience in managing projects in the countries that you've worked in? When I lead the projects over there, one of the things that the company, uh, the, my, my previous company trying to uh, to do is that 
to make sure they put the cultural different differences aside and make sure they they focus more on job and and, and things like that but still it's not there's still uh, a lot of things a lot of issues uh, happening over there because of cultural differences and uh, one of the problem that i experienced uh, when i first stepped in uh, in uh, vietnam and myanmar is that they 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 don't feel they don't trust a foreigners to come and lead them. They probably uh, feel hesitate to give me all the trust. They would do things uh, I am I told them to do, but the, the thing is that they kind of um, do it just because they have to do it. They don't have any trust any uh, relationship. I have to um, spend a lot of time, actually uh, 20 to 30 percent of my time, in the country trying to get to know these those people, trying to get. Uh, to build a relationship of trust, try to build a friendships by going out dinner, lunch, doing playing sport together. In order to get the project done, I have to spend more on the personal level with those people. Uh, so uh, the company doesn't, the company doesn't expect me to do so. They just say that focus on the job, forget about. The, people, uh, the personal things, but actually it does exist. I have to use all those uh, personal ex- personal experience or personal communications to uh, kind of uh, feel them before we can work and complete. And actually, uh, uh, I think uh, if looking back in the past, I, I think I, I made the right decisions to do so because uh, we can see a lot of things get done with trust. Uh, but because at the first uh, phase of the projects, it's just very hard, but as we continue along work to, working together, we had so much fun together, and and actually, they they put more effort into the into the into the projects. Without the personal uh, communications, we cannot uh, work together. That's all I can say. So, what what is the relationship like between employees and managers? And for example, are employees allowed to speak directly to their managers yeah so um um uh, you need to understand that uh, cambodia is a, a, a asian cultures where the power distance is very far and uh, and uh, the the employee are supposed to respect to the managers they, they wouldn't they wouldn't dare even look uh, directly in the eye with the managers they are they wouldn't even uh, get in close, close in touch with the managers. So the same for uh, between parents and children. The same between um, uh, leaders and 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 subordinate, and between all between teachers and and students. Uh, the distance, the power distance is very very far. They um, they uh, kind of uh, think that they have a at a different level of of. of of thinking or to different level of communications. If a normal person would talk to their colleague at a different language that they talk to the leader. So when you talk to your managers, you have to tell a different, a polite language, not the same way that you, you talk to your friends, talk to your colleagues, or talk to your family is different. I, w- I would say that uh, the, the, the distance between the uh, managers and the employee is very far. And uh, even though you try to, to uh, build relationship or trust, you have to build a friendship, whatever you do, there's still respects. So you cannot involve too much with the employee or play too much with the employees. 
and that's that's the the the, the um, culture that we have to do and even the even the if you have a minister or prime ministers or anyone in the government who are, have high ranking you are not supposed even to sit at the same chair you have to meet far and sit somewhere lower than than this this is how Cambodia is. Uh, so how are decisions made in business in Cambodia? And I guess how much input can employees give? There's lots of different companies now in Cambodia. If it is an international company, uh, like, the, like the previous one that I had, that I work with, they kind of don't ignore the uh, local culture, local traditions, where they have a, a, dream, a brainstorming sessions or where they have a, a, a making decisions sessions and 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 where uh, the employees or the uh, low ranking uh, leaders can can make inputs, but out there in the normal local company, they were they expected uh, they expecting um, um, the leaders to make decisions. Uh, they are afraid of making uh, suggestions. They are afraid of uh, giving the ideas, so uh, usually whatever ideas that the leaders say, um, it, it can overrule whatever uh, whatever the, um, the 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 staff is say. Even the um, the decision from the uh, from the leader is not making sense. So uh, it's hard to uh, really uh, get um, get the uh, suggestions or. Or idea from the uh, staff because of that. So sometimes uh, I, I have to I have to walk out of the the, um, the the meeting room just to let the staff discuss and give me uh, whatever decision they have. Otherwise, they just uh, sit and wait to see what is my leader going to say, and I have to follow that. And uh, there's some uh, company who are doing still doing a lot the same way. The, even the staff trying to make suggestions, the leaders say, "This is my decision. This is I, my leadership. This is my management. I have to make that decisions. We just follow." So, how is negative feedback given? I, um, one of the one of the problem that we are having now is the gossip. Gossip uh, uh, here uh, meaning gossip is meaning that we talk bad about other people's. Why we tend to do a lot of thing of thing that way, because we we kind of scare or kind of embarrassed to give a negative feedback directly to the persons. We feel that it's kind of a saving face, or we feel that this is not polite to give a, a negative feedback to the people. So, if give an example, uh, if uh, your mouth smells, no one gonna tell you. I'm, I'm telling you, no one gonna tell you because they're afraid that the the guy or the girl who who have the have a bad breath uh, cannot uh, bear or cannot uh, would be embarrassed to talk to. They would have find a different way, or sometimes they just let it go like that because they don't want, they don't want to embarrass people. So instead of talking directly to the people, they just gonna talk to their friends when they when the, the people are not around. So. Giving negative feedback is is considered as impolite in these cultures, and um, you have to have 
find a way, a hard way. Uh, one of the, the problem that I had with my staff as a managers are uh, giving a negative feedback to the people and they say that I'm a, I'm a ruthless leader, so why you have to say bad about your staff in front of people, like in front of them like that and say, no, I rather tell you so that you can change rather than tell other people who doesn't even have an effect on you. So um, this is something that I feel not right, and um, I learned this. I learned this when I was in uh, in, in in America, where we we are, we can freely uh, giving the negative feedback, and because we want to change, we want to to feel better. But in the, in this culture, they feel that it's an embarrassment uh, that if you can give a, a, a direct negative feedback. So if you want to f give a negative feedback, so you have to find a ways. You have to find kind of gestures. You kind of try to be indirect as possible so that the person would know it. I, I'm sorry uh, to tell you this story, but this is uh, true. This is a, a joke and uh, not a good joke, but it shows so much about our cultures that um, when uh, a teacher is uh, teaching and he forget to unzip, so um, the, the students are so embarrassed, feel they cannot give him a telling that telling him that uh, you are forget to unzip, so the the student would uh, unzip himself so that the teacher can see it, and the teacher say no, you you forget to unzip, and then he would tell the teacher back, oh, you you also like that, so you make this this teachers feel. Uh, a little bit not embarrassed. So it's something like that uh, happening in, in our in our cultures that we can't we don't want to embarrass people. We we want to save face, even though sometimes it's still uh, it's still bad, but it's still the saving face. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So moving to kind of a different topic, how is the work life balance different in I guess Cambodia and then the United States? I think here we have so much life. <laughs> what I mean that uh, people uh, they they don't work hard. They uh, they think uh, I think they take their times and and uh, if you come to work uh, you work you don't you it, uh, for, even in schools um, when I was in college I have to read uh, every day I have spent almost my entire day just to. Um, just to uh, to studies, but here when you when you when you go to college, you go only four hours in a day, and the rest of the day you just enjoy life. You just do things, you just different things. So um, uh, before I went to BYU Hawaii, I went to three college at the same time, three different school. Uh, you you would say how that would was possible, but I would spend only three hours per day per school. That's all. It's not like in America. People don't work very, very hard. They, they just because we have the um, the I think the most public holiday in the world. Uh, we have uh, right 29 days, 29 public holidays, and uh, plus with the annual leaves and as well as, well as sick leave, when we are kind of a little bit headache, we call it all sick. Sick. We tend not. We just tend to stay home and and relax. When when it rains, it's rain. You don't go to work when it rains, and and people uh, feel that oh it's okay, it's rain, so uh, you can show up later to work, or you you don't have to work that something like that. So we've kind of a relaxing cultures where we we don't really really work hard. Uh, we work hard at the some time, but 
but most of the time we uh, kind of uh, take it take it uh, lightly and enjoy the days and, and um, I have met a lot of friends and where they complain about life they say that oh they don't they they don't earn enough money they don't do uh, don't have good enough money or good well paid job but I ask him how many hours you work oh I work only five hours a day and um, that's that's how life here so it's okay when you work five six hours a day it's very very hard already unlike America where you uh, if you work you have to work very very hard so was there ever a miscommunication between you and someone of another culture because of differing styles of communication? I yeah I, I think so yes I think uh, earlier uh, when I didn't know all all this problem I I tend to uh, kind of um, saving face to others when they ask me questions or ask permission from me I say that I I did not say no I kind of kind of uh, smile or give some some a negative but i don't want to say a direct no and people that persons will kind of uh, take it as a yes here uh, when you say when you say yes sometimes no mean no uh, because you say yes it's only um it's only just a a polite gesture instead of saying no but even though that our gestures or us we indicated that this is a no Give an example, if a guest come to my house and they want to uh, get something from my fridge and this is for my uh, kid and then I, I would be very uh, hesitate to say no, even though I say, I wouldn't say no, I say that, oh, this is, this is my kid would eat this and I would never say no, uh, you want it or not, it's up to you and you should not take it, And but I, I cannot say that because we want to be polite. You mentioned that when you worked in other countries, you focused a lot on getting to know the people that you worked with. In Cambodian culture, what is the focus? Getting to know people or completing tasks? Um, you have to, you have to do both. If you can, if you want to get it done, you have to do both. You have to make sure that you get connected at the personal level. You have to connect it at the. At, uh, to think to know more otherwise you will not get things done or otherwise uh, the thing will get done in in not in a proper way even if uh, you work with the government or with work with with the company others usually uh, before they can even talk about business um, let let uh, see a, a business uh, meetings a business uh, business lunch or dinner they would spend only 20% of their time to talk about real business. Another 80% they had to talk about different things just to get to know each other. So um, the last business dinner that I had with the with the uh, suppliers, where we spent I think around two hours just to talk about uh, the new rates that we we proposed. But uh, we have we we talk only around 20 minutes at the end of the of our dinners. Uh, to get to there, but another an hour something. We're just talking about different things, talking about fun, talking about family, talking about uh, country, talking about politics, talking about all this, and we eat and we drink with all this, and we get we get to the real core business only twenty minutes at the end, saying that this is the new parades that we want to propose. How do you feel? And and even they they want to reject it. 
they don't they, they don't they don't say no to that they say that okay uh, let me see and we will decide later we will want to know what is even though we, we we know clearly that this isn't the answer going to be a no and what is your your um what is your uh, your thought on that uh, do you want to how many percent you want to increase the rates they wouldn't feel all right to talk about that directly they would rather go go back uh, to the office and send uh, a, a an email or memo later on and how if they disagree or agree they just don't want to really uh, really embarrassing each other or have a, a direct talk at the dinner there would you consider Cambodians usually on time with deadlines and meetings? <laughs> the answer is uh, no, especially when you work, work with the government. They say that uh, if you submit an application, it's uh, 30 days. They need 30 days to uh, to process the documents. And I would get it uh, like uh, three or four months later. So uh, if they say 30 days, you have expect at least two months. So if they if they said one or two days, you you have to expect at least a week. So deadline is not not for Cambodian. You, you, you take time, you enjoy, you relax. Deadline doesn't work with real Cambodian. Is there ever issues in the government with bribery? Very biased, very bribery. Very very biased. It's very biased uh, country cultures. Uh, I would rate. They would, uh, uh, they would uh, give a job to a person who doesn't know anything because they're his friends than the, a person who have a full capability. They would rather do someone they know even though they don't have any, they don't know anything about the job. They would give to their friends or families rather than to anyone. You see that all the people in the government now. They are at least a friends or family of the high-ranking officials, or close to uh, to the to prime minister. So what they do, they trying to uh, kind of uh, get people get married within their within their high-ranking officials, so that they can get connect to each other, so they can get the job or get things done easily. So if I want to do a big business, I have to partnership with uh, one of the um, families of high official ranking family members to get it done properly, to get it done. Otherwise, you will not get things done. How would a Cambodian define success? Success. <laughs> um, um, majority of people now define success by having a lot of monies. If you um, have a lot of monies, and I think the it's it's a success, and uh, people like to showing their faces by uh, how much they have, how much money they have. And for example, if you go to a wedding, to a, or any social activities or social uh, gatherings, they would uh, wear a lot of golds and diamonds to show how much they have, to show how much they earn. So that would be defined as success here. Or even some people even borrow jewelries, borrow diamonds or borrow gold from others just to show them that they have a lot of money, but actually it's not theirs. How would you describe a good employee? Do you want my my uh, my uh, versions or Cambodian version? Because my version, the Cambodian version, is different. Uh, the Cambodian version. Yeah. 
So the Cambodian versions, the employee must respect the leaders. They must follow the leaders. If you are a, a, a employee, a good employee, you have to, you have to be good at, at, at the, to do what you are told, rather than coming back with the different uh, observations or questions. Uh, different for me because I, I, I learned from over there. I have a lot of uh, international cultural uh, exposures to, uh, and then I, I learned that uh, we need the uh, feedbacks. We need observations, we need the ideas from the team. But in the pure real cultures, they they want the employee to be kind of, uh, to do things that you are told exactly what you are told. That's called a good employee. Our last question is, what advice would you give to somebody who is going to do business in Cambodia? You have to get contact at the personal level before you can actually do in the business. You cannot just come here and work on an objective one, an objective without even looking at the um, different uh, connections or different thing because if you come here, you have money, you want to make investments, you have to have to invest with the right people because some you have to have the right connections even though you have money but you cannot do things um that a lot of, of foreigners come here to make investment they have to partnership with a local person who have very good connections with others so we have to make sure that you have that so again when you do business with the cambodian we have to make sure that you do it at the personal level it's not just uh to this business business is business personal is personal no there's a lot of mingling between business and personal they would rather losing money a little bit losing a little bit profits to work with people they know to work with people they trust rather than purely focus on profits and working with people that they don't like with the people that they hate or people that they wouldn't do that they, they would rather even the, uh, don't want to do business with people that they don't feel comfortable with thank you very much okay you're welcome we hope you enjoyed this interview with Fiesta. Join us next time when we hear from James Oldroyd about his experiences in Korea. Well, that's all for now. For more information about global business and culture, visit www.internationalhub.org and be sure to subscribe to Cultural Conversations with International Hub. Thanks for listening and join us next time.